This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. We have always felt a strong connection to the land, feeling the pulse of Earth's heartbeat beneath our bare feet, grounding and strengthening us. She is our mother, and we honor her. Her divine blueprint is a macrocosm of our own human blueprint. Valeria interviews Kenzie Ann Rhodes. She is the author of A Portal to Earth Energy, The Path of the Grid Worker. Earth Energy Healing, The Path of the Grid Worker, and many other books. Kenzie is a grid work facilitator, energy healer, and doctor of divinity. Kenzie lives in western Massachusetts on family land, surrounded by her pets and her close-knit immediate family members. Her three little pigs feature in her Crystal Grid Fairies Mission Series books. In 2021, she walked away from her old life in the Matrix to embark upon a brand new, divinely inspired journey which began with reclaiming her original birthright political status as an Article 4, Section 2A citizen under public law, expatriating from corporate 14th Amendment citizenship under statute. She has been writing, teaching, practicing, and growing ever since. Her first book, A Portal to Earth Energy, grew out of her doctoral dissertation into a full-length volume and has been expanding ever since into the Crystal Grid Fairies community. Every word and every drawing is 100% organic and human-created, and always will be. She does not consent to any corruption from artificial intelligence technologies. Meet Kenzie at crystalgridearthenergyhealing.com. Here's the interview with Kenzie Ann Rhodes. In your own words, who is Dr. Kenzie Ann Rhodes? Well, thank you for asking. I am a doctor of divinity with degree from the University of Metaphysical Sciences. But in my practice and my evolution, I've come to call myself a doctor of spiritual alchemy. And I'm a teacher. Um, I'm a published author of now 10 books um, I'm an earth energy healer, and I'm a QHHT practitioner and a regression hypnotist. And I always say that my superpowers are creativity, compassion, mm. and gratitude. And so mm. that's pretty much who I am as far as technically. I do have lots of different energy healing modalities that I have spent many years acquiring, and I integrate many of them through my work as I go along. So I guess the question that comes to mind now is 
how did you become interested in doing what you have been doing for so long? Well, it's actually, it's an interesting story, and I'm sure everyone has an interesting story, but I was actually really solidly in the matrix up until the COVID era, and I was a middle manager for a state agency, and up until that point, I thought we were doing a great job. But then when COVID came along and my my higher self began nudging me and I, I really, you know, started to, my discernment really came online, I would say, throughout 2020 and into 2021. And I began realizing that I was witnessing, you know, people running around in fear and that the fear was destroying all of their their connection mm. to, you know, what the mission mm. that we were supposed to be doing as a state agency. And I worked for Child mm. Protective Services. I was an admin. I was um, a regional administrative manager. So I didn't do field work, but, you know, I supported and felt that we were, you know, we were looking out for children's best interests. And in the course of the COVID response, I realized that that actually wasn't true. And then as my awakening continued, I discovered the the citizenship fraud, you know, that's been going on. And this is a this is kind of a of a rabbit hole to go down, but you know, serve to say that American history it, that's as it's been taught to us for generations is is really a lie. And um and I discovered that and I did a deep dive. And in the course of that action, I, I realized that I didn't want to be a corporate citizen. So I expatriated and became a Massachusetts state national. And um that step into sovereignty really kickstarted a lot of my evolution. Um very soon after that I lost my job because I refused to you know, comply with with medical tyranny, which is what ended up happening. All of the state agencies were being demanded that as a condition of employment, you know, you were going to take shots and put on muzzles yeah. and all of that, you know, all of these, these self-harming yeah. things, which there's no way I would do that. So I walked right. away at the end of 2021. And that was basically the entire, my whole identity collapsed at that point. So after that, I, I began massively engaging in healing. I discovered energy healing. I discovered crystals soon after. And then I began doing grid working. And once, I, once the first physical crystal grid went into the ground up at Mount Monadnock in October of 2021, mm. everything started to happen. I began having mm. all kinds of crazy dreams. I received uh, information from my higher self and a clear communication began to come through and my intuition really, really exploded. I, you know, I, I received information yeah. that I'm a guardian of the blue flame and that mm. my work on earth is very connected to healing earth's grid because the, the blue flame is the, the first ray of emanation of creation. So it's one of the, you know, the very powerful, very organic frequencies of creation and what it does is it transmutes darkness into light. And so it, it, its, whole, its purpose is in restoring to the original organic flow, which is nature, which is God here on earth. And so, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, everything mm -hmm. just continued to evolve from that point on. And I, I, I moved into hypnosis, became um, certified through uh, Mind Valley and Paul McKenna, who's a world renowned hypnotist. I became certified with his program. And then 
I moved into um, the Jehovian Seals and the Draco Seals clearing. And then I I came to, to QHHT, Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique, which is what Dolores Cannon perfected in her 45-year-long career. So it's been, you know, all of these things coming together. And now I'm at the place of where I'm creating my own regression hypnosis and, you know, demoing it with volunteers. I have a nice group of volunteers and it's very, very effective. And so, you know, I'm just so excited to continue to explore and try new things and move into these, you know, these new technologies and just continue to expand and and get to as many people as possible to help them. And so that's been my my spiritual journey in a nutshell. And so if you think about it, it's been really pretty uh-huh. accelerated. Uh, yes, it's a rich one. It's a beautiful one, though. And I see you being open is really important. I know I used to, to call it trust, parts of me, trusting the higher self or life itself. But it's really something that it feels very natural these days to me, mm. to, as being life itself. It's almost like we are invited to consciously dance this dance of life, you know, yes. support itself in every way. That's what it's, it feels like. So going back, wow, you said so many things and I have made notes here. The idea of the higher self, for those who don't understand, it, it might sound abstract for some people, even when I say, you know, we are life itself. Mm-hmm. Ah, what does it mean? <laughs> or God or essence. But from your perspective and from your lens, Kenzie, how would you describe the higher self? Well, Dolores Cannon liked to refer to it as the subconscious. And what it's actually doing is it's tapping into, you know, the cosmic field of energy where we are all connected. You can call it unity consciousness. You can you can call it essentially, you know, our connection with spirit and soul. But it's really, um, it's a higher dimensional awareness that everyone has. As, as a human being, we all have this. You know, we exist here in the physical world in a, in a physical body, but that's only one layer of all of our consciousness layers. And so, you know, your audience, I imagine that, that they have familiarity with the whole idea of the chakras you know, or perhaps yes. the meridians, which is which are the energy channels through you know which flow through the body, and they they literally keep us plugged into these higher dimensional layers of consciousness. And so, the higher self is really talking about all of these higher layers of consciousness that connect us with each other and with the all and with source. Yes, of course, most people have this. I think they use different words, but we all have this sense of connection with something greater than ourselves. I think that's what most people understand. Yes. Some, not all of us, I believe. But a question that comes to me more often than not is this connection. What causes this feeling, this sense of disconnection, Kenzie? Because we are never disconnected, no, really. We're never disconnected. Um, what it there's a there are a lot of reasons and. You have to look at that from a multidimensional perspective. First of all, it's the amount of density that you're carrying in your physical body. And that includes your, you know, your endocrine system. The endocrine system is targeted by 
you know, process foods and toxins in the water mm. and in the air. And so, you know, that's a real physical thing that comes in the pineal gland, for instance, mm. which is referred mm. to as the third eye. It's the, it's the actual gland that's there that, that as well as the pituitary up in that, the region of the brain that becomes calcified with, you know, eating toxic foods and chemicals and pharmaceuticals, you know, everything that's not natural it, it can it can pile up essentially and calcify, and you know the 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 pineal gland is is the seat through which you know the the higher level awareness can come in and and flow into your you know your your physical conscious awareness like being being tapped into your your gifts your spiritual gifts the clairs you know intuition all of those things are coming in through the pineal, and if that's calcified physically then you're going to have a hard time receiving the, the the guidance that's coming in. But that's not the only thing. It's There are also blockages that are created by emotional densities that we hold in our, in our various levels of body. The physical body is a vessel that remembers. It has soul memory. So when you are reborn and you reincarnate, you carry forth you know, things that you have been holding in your previous incarnations and the memories exist in your physical body. And so, for instance, in in my work regarding regression hypnotherapy and especially um, QHHT, that's a huge um, factor that comes into play with people that seek the kind of help that that sort of of energy work can, can provide. It's to recognize and bring these memories of, of why there are physical and emotional problems that are affecting people in this life, to bring that, that forward from, from prior lives into your conscious awareness and to allow your higher self to help you to release that. And so it's, it's all, you know, there's many reasons. It's not never just one reason. You know, different people have yes. different different issues and it all it all comes out in, you know, based on your soul contract, based on you and your individual life. You know what I mean? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's another topic in itself. Sure <laughs> it's a fascinating one to me. Soul contracts. Wow. So physical and emotional blocks, and of course, because you just mentioned that the physical body actually it's holding some of those memories of past lives as well. So how fascinating. It, is that the reason why you do hypnosis, regression hypnosis? or It's definitely one of the reasons when I first began learning hypnosis, the, re- the, the main reason the, what I was being guided to, to pursue that and to learn it was because I was looking around more from a, a you know, kind of like the matrix, normal, what's considered mainstream consciousness perspective. But I was, I was looking at all of the, the intense trauma and the PTSD that the population was carrying as a result of this, you know, the COVID era, which is just one way of calling it, especially children. And I was thinking, you know, what can I do to help? I, I'm sitting here and i need to f- i need to find a way where i can be effective to help people because i see just really really tremendous deep trauma and grief that's it's mm. it being exacerbated and there's really no attention being paid to that through these mainstream systems like the education system and the you know the allopathic medis- medical system 
and even mm-hmm. the recognition in government. I, I, you know, when you become awake, you start to see all the places mm-hmm. where where we have been disempowered, where we have given up our authority to something outside mm-hmm. of us, and with it comes right. this baggage. And you know, trauma mm-hmm. is is a real thing, and COVID really did a number on people. And so that was my primary reason. But in the course of my learning and and my exploration and actually doing this work, I've come to realize that, yeah, that's really important to explore prior memories from from past lives. And also from, you know, we are multidimensional beings. We have simultaneously Mm. occurring lives in you know, not even in the past, past, present, and future. And so a lot of times in the work of the regression hypnosis, your higher self as the client is going to bring you to whatever memory, whatever timeline, whatever incarnation is going to help you the most with, you know, the questions and the the, the challenges that you're experiencing. So it's, it's just, it's such an enormous potential. And, um, and it's 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 really amazing. The work is amazing. I'd never a year ago I wouldn't have even known this, but you know it's just been such an accelerated journey. Like I said, yes. And thank you for being open to it. <laughs> um, I love the way you say that. You know, being guided. I think you said twice throughout the conversation already. Being guided. I love that. There's something about surrendering to what is. I know this sounds like a cliche again from spiritual teachings, but there's something about presence, you know, what is here in this placeless, timeless here now. That is, it feels very much like a gift to me every time I, I kind of get to be here present. So there's no fear, no memories, nothing is here anymore. Kind of everything vanishes and and just this gift stays here. Mm. It's just so beautiful. And then you mentioned grief. I have never experienced grief. I don't, not from losing somebody, but of course, trauma, my childhood trauma, not having loving parents. Felt like I never had parents at all in this lifetime. So that was a long journey of grieving mm. for me in a lot of fear and disconnection. Mm-hmm. But then also what comes to me when I think about losing, even losing things, losing ideas, concepts that we used to hold down to as belief systems, there's a sense of grief there. But I do believe, Kenzie, that what causes the most issue when it comes to us here in this human experience, it is the belief that we are only the body and the mind too. And you've been saying that uh, we are multidimensional. We don't exist only here. And it's very clear to me that as an experience even. But for most people, it's not the case. And then they are just mired in fear most of the time, afraid to lose the body, afraid to lose their minds. And there's so much fear. And that to me, that's the foundation of that sense of disconnection and a lot of disharmony that we see in this reality. I agree with you and it is said that there in our in our polarized world that is that is this earth experience there is either there is love which is soul or there is fear which is ego and so and everything else is is on the spectrum that flows between them and so there is a lot to be said for that very 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 well put yeah 
that's what resonates with me the most from the big picture, mm-hmm. of course. I would love to talk to you for a moment about the topic of soul contracts. I guess for me, every time I hear about this idea, the question is, can we break contracts <laughs> while we are here consciously, become conscious about the contracts and then yeah. and then break them and then free ourselves from them? Is that possible? We, we absolutely can. And in QHHT, that's always a question that I ask the higher self because a lot of times we find that we're carrying forward agreements that we made from prior lives, which are really not relevant to this life. And in many cases, they're harming us. And it's not just contracts, but kind of very much related to it, also vows that we may have taken. For instance, you know, vows of humility, mm-hmm. which, which, how does that manifest? Well, it can manifest that you are, you hide your light under a barrel. You're afraid to express yourself and to be your true self. And a lot of people have that. That's a, that's actually at the root of a lot of issues that people have with, with, you know, achieving success and actually stepping forth boldly in, to to step into their divine birthright, whatever that might be. You know what I mean? So that's definitely real. Yes. And it is something that QHHT and past life regression will uncover for, you know, for certain. And, but that's not the only way that you can discover that with, with some deep self-reflection or, you know, other types of energy healing, you can explore those questions and find the answers. And then once it, again, like you referenced before, once it becomes conscious, then you can release it. And there are just, there are so many ways to do this work. It's just that people need to become more aware that these, that these realities exist and that they are potentially affecting them, you know, in a myriad of ways here in this life now. And one thing that Dolores Cannon taught was that the most important life is the life that you are living at this time. And so that's, that's really, that is really important. And all of these practices really help people to also integrate self-love, which is another difficult concept for a lot of people. And that's all part of healing body, mind, and spirit. Yes. Ah, yes. Beautifully said, clearly said. (laughs) Yes. It resonates true to me. So with that in mind, I guess, after just listening to you speak of soul contracts, if we get to do that, become conscious of them, and perhaps that's enough even for some people. For me, it has been a lot of times, piece by piece, just being conscious of them. Mm-hmm. But what would freedom look like, Kansi? Freedom on the scale of consciousness is at the same calibration as love. And mm-hmm. freedom is the true expression of love. And so if, if, if all humans were able to release all the densities and to fully connect with their heart center and connect with themselves and with others and with source, we would be in a state of freedom. And so to me, that's, that's the fundamental, um, really the root of, of that. It's, it's the recognition of love. And if you can, if you can embody love, you, you are free. And so, you know, mm-hmm. and, and again, this is a conceptual mm-hmm. thing, you know, it's an emotion that yes. we're talking, but we see yeah. that play yeah. out in, in the idea of sovereignty, for instance, you know, that's freedom, that's an expression of it. And you're also, when you are fully sovereign as a being, 
you are free and you are love and you flow and, you know, everything can change. And I think sovereignty is one of the most um, relevant words of the new era that we're moving into at this time, in addition to love and healing, because sovereignty is, it, it is one expression here in the, you know, the three-dimensional physical world of what that energy looks like. Wow. Yes, of course. It's it's something that freedom, sovereignty, that is just so much connected to the idea of love for me, because I do say often that freedom and love to me are one and the same. I, I kept saying that for a while, not even understanding intellectually, not being able to explain exactly why, but they would always come up, those two, the images or those two ideas would come together for some reason. And now you're saying that, it just makes so much sense to me again. So for those who, for them, it's still a concept, the um, sovereignty, freedom, love. Let me ask you the question about love. What are some of the expressions of love that that's coming from that sense of freedom? I would love to hear your description for that or definition somehow. Can you describe what that is? Freedom and love well, I, I look at it in terms of if you can love yourself enough to express your true self authentically into the world, then you yeah. are embodying freedom and self-love together. And, and you, are, you are in soul. And that, I believe, is that's our, that's our purpose. That's our desire in coming here onto the earth plane, you know, in this lifetime we want we want to be able to take all the lessons and integrate everything together and also be able to feel into what that means and live it and if you think about it that's a huge challenge for so many people you know we come, yes. we come here and we learn all of the the teachings which are all about you know essentially it's it's control if you're living in the mainstream system, it's all about, you know, programming and keeping people focused on commodities and about consumption and about, you know, status, all these superficial things and giving away our power. And when we take back our power and we, we truly are able to love ourselves, we become free. And so that is how all of those come together within the human being as we become connected and remember, you know, our soul purpose. Yes, a billion times that truth. And it sounds very practical, doesn't it, mm-hmm. Kenzie? And very simple <laughs> to love oneself and express oneself from that place of truth, because it's so clear to me that for so long, I didn't have the courage to do that. Mm-hmm. So for the last 10 years, I have been kind of in that realm of truth, of my own truth and living it. So it feels so much different. So would you say that actually it's not really fear that gets in the way of the expression of truth, but having more courage? You actually say that, I think you quoted somebody, her name's, I don't know who she is, Anise Nin. She said, oh, you quoted her, I think, I think on your website. On my email. Yes, that, that's one of, oh, that was email. one of my yes. emails. Right, right. Yes, you say life shrinks or expands in proportion of one's courage. Yes. Yeah, talk to me about courage. Well, on a scale of consciousness, 
And when I'm talking about the scale of consciousness, I'm actually referring to Stephen Hawking's, um, I believe his name, Dave, no, I'm sorry, David, Dr. David Hawkins. He wrote a book called Power Versus Force. And in it, he discusses the science of kinesiology, which is muscle testing. It's actually been a known science for a number of years, probably close to 50. But he he brought forth the idea and, and he was really um, instrumental in bringing it into the mainstream awareness all about the different frequencies of these states of being. And so on the scale of consciousness, we have it at, at zero, which is essentially death, not life. But at, at a scale of consciousness that's 10, there, that's where you find apathy. And then as you move up, you find fear and grief and anger. And then you get to courage, which is a 200 on the scale. Now, from 200 all the way up to 1,000, which is enlightenment, we find within that range the much more enlightened and, and higher higher level, higher frequency consciousnesses, such as, such as love and gratitude and peace and truth. And then, you know, you're coming up to Christ consciousness, which is embodied in, you know, the historical figures like Jesus Christ, like Buddha, and so forth. And within that range, 200 is courage. That's where you flip it from force, which is the lower density emotions, below all of those, you know, the, the more, the more unfortunate states of being that do not feed your soul. But once you hit 200 in courage, you begin to spring upward and you're on the upward trajectory. And if you think about it, the range between 200 and a thousand is so much bigger than 200 down to zero. And so that's why, uh, just an individual that that it is able to stay in in a higher state of consciousness, such as gratitude, for instance, which is which is actually higher than love. It's five forty on the scale. Love is five hundred. So just think of one one person that's in gratitude can lift up the consciousness of so many that are stuck below the two hundred. And so that's where mm. power begins. So 200 courage is where power begins. And power is self-sustaining, whereas force has to continuously be applied. And so that's why we find, you know, these, these control um, systems out there that want to keep people in a state of fear, in a state of confusion, you know, all of these, these lower density consciousnesses, because that, but they have to continuously uh, apply effort Whereas once you've managed to rise above that, if you can keep yourself at the higher state of consciousness, you can really bring up a lot of people. And so it's very, very powerful. Consciousness is immensely powerful. And courage is really, that's where, that's where the dial flips and you can, you can then escape. You know, it's kind of like um, the event horizon, or I, if that's the right term, when you reach that and then you break out of it and then you can rise. And so courage is really really, really important. That's where you begin to actually feel empowered. Yes. And you mentioned that in off record today, what you said, the word powerful and then empowerment, mm. doing all this work that you're doing. Yeah. That's very clear to me as well. Gratitude, this, yeah, it's, it can be felt though. It's such a, yeah, it's, it is powerful. I have to say, you know, I usually kind of shy away from the word 
power or powerful, perhaps because it's associated to manipulation and force, as you just made a, a distinction now, very clear to me, that power, it doesn't, doesn't need effort to maintain itself. Force does. I never heard it that way. That's clear to me as well. So the other quote that you um, mentioned in your email has to do with that, I believe. You uh, you quoted somebody called Cisco Weller, his name is. A system under mind control cannot free itself. So that's a little, Uh yeah, that's a little bit more of a concrete quote. And I actually use that on my website. Um, Cisco Wheeler is someone who is a survivor of ritual abuse and, and mind control programming. And so she has brought a lot of information forward into the healing community to allow people to recognize that this is a, this is an actual thing that has been going on and to also call attention to the need for, for the recognition of this and for healing because it is it's very true and all we need to do is look at what's been going on you know during the covid era and my own experience of my coworkers who were so controlled by fear that they could not see any reality or even you know step back into all right this is why we're here you know they were not able they were clearly clearly under mind control and the and it was all being created by by fear. And so I believe that is very true. And so when I look at, you know, the population and all the harm that's been essentially inflicted upon it, but also, you know, we we hold that consciousness within us if we continue to immerse ourselves in these fear-producing um, systems such as media. You know, mainstream media and negativity, if you turn on a channel and Every day, it's something continuously trying to keep you in a place of fear and disempowerment. Essentially, you have given away your uh, your thoughts, you know, to to this other authority, and and you're stuck. So you need to break that cycle. You need to get out of that. And I I look upon that as a state of mind control, absolutely. And that's another one of the beauties of of hypnosis related work. You can help people to heal themselves from that, to, to recognize that this is going on and to release it. And once you begin, once you have actually seen the mind control, the programs that are going, once you see it, you can never unsee it. And then you become immune to it. So it's very, very powerful. Yes. Yeah. I love the way you said that. Once we learn to recognize it, then we can't really go back. We can return the way to see things the way we used to see it. I guess one of the reasons I tried not to dwell too long into this reality of fear-based kind of imposed actions and also the violence and all that that's happening even now with the, the wars and all, I guess because it, it feels to me that it's almost giving attention or fuel to that kind of energy. So I usually don't talk about it as much. Some of my guests, they do get political here and they, they mention all the, what's happened, the control and all the manipulation. For me, there's something in me that doesn't really feel attracted to it in the sense of engaging conversations or watching anything about it or reading it. So I wonder if that is something healthy. Do you, do you actually suggest that we don't expose ourselves to this kind of information at all times? 
well, now you see, because I, I wanted to make sure I'm not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be, I don't want to come from a place of fear and try to push it away mm-hmm. or escape from. Right. But how do we balance that, Kenzie, in a sense? How do we stabilize ourselves in that, you know, the energy of love enough so we can just be exposed to anything and not be affected by them? The, the best way is to always go within and work on yourself because the more solid and balanced and coherent you are able to become, the more all of what's going on around you is going to not affect you. And that's the whole, you know, that's, that's kind of where we want to be. We want to be able to see and acknowledge that it's real from the place of an observer, but not, not personalize it and not allow it to, you know, essentially hijack our consciousness and pull us down. But we also have to honor, you know, like, like, like I know, and, and it all depends on, on where each individual person is in their own development. For some people, they can't, you know, they're, they're in a place where they just can't, they can't let that in because they know that it will affect them. They know that it will drag them down. And so for those people, I say that fine, you know, do not, don't contaminate, you know, your field, but go within and strengthen it so that you are not going to be affected by that. Because this is the other thing, as darkness is all being revealed, it's, it's, it, it's always been there. But now it's coming out, it's coming into the light so that it can be transformed and we can let it go. If something is hidden, you know, think about it like a, like, like poison. It, it if you can't, if you don't see it, you can't, how can you, how can you heal it? And so it's necessary. And it's also necessary to hold space and honor the people who have suffered as a result of these things, you know, but by not, by not being in denial and, you know, you, you you do you give them you do give them honor, but but it really does come down to where you are and what you can handle. Now, for me, um, because I because I am a blue ray, I mm. my my energy my my auric field is is very strongly tapped into the blue flame, which is all about transmuting the darkness. And so I, you know, my mm. whole life experiences, I've always found, you know situations where I'm taking in all of these these emotions that are heavy and dense so that I can help to transmute them and release them on behalf of the collective. So for me, that's mm. something that I, you wow. know, that I really, it's part of my journey, but it's not, yeah. it's not on every, it's not in everyone's contract. And so it all depends on where you are and what you can handle. But we also have to acknowledge others and we also have an opportunity to say, I don't consent to that. And that's another part of sovereignty where you see, you see the contrast and I don't want this. And so then that, that way you can step into your power and say, what, mm. what I do want this, which is different. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. I can clearly see that. Yes. And I was just kind of visualizing situations in my life for one specific that triggers violence. If I see anyone abusing a child or an animal, oh, then it's so, because it has been my own experience here too in this lifetime of being abused. So it's so, yeah, it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. But I try not to push that away to the feelings. Because as you said, the more we push away and try to not see it, then we can't really transform it. So, but that's a tough one. It is. <laughs> to, right? Yeah. To see that in 
we feel so it's is that that feeling of it's not disempowerment well it feels that way too but it's it's more than that it's, it's powerlessness mm. but you just mentioned about power power doesn't have doesn't need effort mm-hmm. I mean, it's coming from freedom I think it's a longing, you know, Kenzie, to see this shared reality in harmony. Mm. I guess that's what comes into play. And then the feelings kind of, it's, there's something in me that's trying to change that reality. And then he knows that, that he can't. It's not something that it's, I'm here to do, perhaps. So I love the way you talk about your own contract about being an alchemist. <laughs> You don't want to break that one, that's for sure. Right, right. <laughs> In the sense of breaking contracts here. Yeah, I have a question. I know we're almost at the end, but gosh, I have so too many questions here for you. You have written so many books. If there is one that you would suggest the audience or myself to purchase and read to get to know what you do better, which book would that be? Or books could be more than one, of course. Well, I have a lot of journals and I, I have a couple of children's books and I have I have some workbooks. And regarding especially grid working for as a spiritual discipline, I, I'm very proud of a portal to earth energy, the path of the grid worker. That's 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 my favorite book that I wrote. That was that was my my first book really addressing spirituality. And there's also a companion workbook that goes along with it, which gives you practical exercises for spiritual development and also for actually doing grid working and tapping into earth energies, you know, recognizing ley lines, working with crystals, everything that's related to that. Um, But I have, you know, I have other journals. I have a gratitude journal that, that I created. That's very, it's, it's specific to, to just gratitude. I've seen lots of other journals that other people have put out there and they try to you know, put everything, including the kitchen sink into a tiny book so that you're, you're spending hours <laughs> yes. journaling. Yes. And, and, you know, just the energy of gratitude <laughs> is so high level mm-hmm. that it's yeah. just like, that's all you need right there. And so I, I think of in terms of what do, you know, what do I want to do? Cause I have, I've my entire life, I've created my own, you know, little guides and journals and in my own mm-hmm. format. And I just decided in yeah. 2023, you know what I need to, I need to put that out there and share it because maybe others are going to be like me. I, I'm not the only person, you know, everything, we're all connected. And so therefore, you know, I just thought that would help others. And so the gratitude journal is, I feel like it's very simple and it's really, it's really empowering. And, um, you know, they're all in my author page on Amazon. I've recently kind of moved into the uh, Ingram Spark, which is it, that, that targets the actual brick and mortar bookstores and also it goes international. And so a lot of my things are now available there, but you know, I'm still learning all of that and I'm still writing. Mm-hmm. So I just say, yes. check me out on, check out my author page on Amazon and you'll see everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'll have the link on this podcast profile. It will be clickable. So thank you, Kenzie. And for the ending questions, I want to mention your services though. There are so many of them and some of them that I'm not familiar with that you mentioned here today as well. So you do a regression hypnosis session, divine feminine, Lemurian regression grid, I believe, or group, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's group, right? Yeah. Quantum healing hypnosis technique, Jehovian seal and implant energy clearing. And then you have Irene. Oh, I don't know if I pronounced that correct. 
Irene, a cult Drago seal energy clearing, mm -hmm. seal clearing maintenance. Gosh, so many of them. I have a list here. So this is under your service page. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're laughing. Yeah, I know there's a lot. <laughs> I can pronounce a lot of some of them. I can pronounce them. <laughs> so yeah, you do. I mean, this is amazing how deep you go into all kinds of healing. It's just beautiful to see. And I want to also mention that you work with your best friend and your say your sister Doria. Yes, Doria. <laughs> yes, indeed. Right, I remember now. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we actually create, she and I created a YouTube channel called Sisters of the Grid. And so, oh, you know, just yeah. to kind of show, <laughs> I know, showcase our, this is our work. We, we need to get yeah. a lot more videos up there because it's, we haven't really yeah. done much with it because, you know, we've been so busy running yeah. around. But, you know, I'm hoping yeah. that 2024, I'll be able to spend more time, you know, really expanding the existing things that I have going on in addition to, you know, doing the work and, and serving the people. Um, when I learned the seal clearing, the Jehovian seals and the Dra the Arian occult Draco seals, and what those are are those are those are implants which affect the different layers of the human consciousness field, and they're connected to technologies that are essentially hijacking the Earth's energy lines because our our blueprint, our biofield as a human, is the same as the Earth's biofield. We are we are the same. And so, and, and a lot of that I go into in, in my book, A Portal to Earth Energy. So if people want to learn about that, you know, please, by all means, check it out. But that, that the process of clearing all of that, you know, I, when I learned how to do that, I learned over this past summer and I was guided when I finished the class that I was going to practice with a hundred people, you know, and gift it to them so that I could really hone my skill. And in the process, I actually gifted it to 120 people. And I became, I, I, I will say that, that I achieved mastery in the, the assisting people to remove, you know, these seals and implants, which are essentially their blockages of consciousness. And so a lot of times people say, you know, with all the work that I've been doing, I, I do shadow work and I do chakra balancing and I do meditation and therapy and all this stuff, but I still feel like there's a block and I just can't get past it. And a lot of times that's true and it's connected to earth, believe it or not, because the technology and earth's lines, earth's energy lines being hijacked by implant technology essentially gets imprinted into our auric field. And so once you, again, recognize that, then you can deal with it effectively. And so that was really powerful work that I did over the course of about two months last year. And, um, you know, I reached 120. I wanted the 100th monkey. I got 120. Mm -hmm. So that was great. Yeah, close enough <laughs> and beautiful. Wow, Kenzie. You see, we need more education in this area because we usually don't talk about it, right? Most people don't don't have these conversations or are not open to it. They just go for conventional knowledge mm -hmm. of medicine and, and do take all the medications and all that. And it doesn't solve the problem. Right. But, and some people end there, they stop there and they just leave the body, lose the body that way. So it's wonderful to see people like you bringing this amazing knowledge, to me, true knowledge into this reality so we can 
we can rise together, right? Because this, what's the point <laughs> of just doing it alone? There's something about doing something together, kind of dancing this dance of life together. That's so much more fun. Yes. Thank you so much, um, Kenzie, for everything, for what you do, how you do it, and for being open, for being open to be guided. I love the way you kept saying that throughout the conversation, <laughs> being guided. It just opens my heart every time I hear it. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. And I love having these conversations because this work really is so empowering. And I want to bring it to as many people as possible. You know, it's, it's, we are on a beautiful journey and we are together. That's, that's what matters. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you again. And before we say goodbye for today, I want to mention the website is crystalgridearthenergyhealing.com. I'll have the link also clickable on the podcast notes as well with the Amazon author page that has all your books. Thank you so much again for your presence, Kenzie, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Kenzie Ann Rhodes and her work, please visit crystalgridearthenergyhealing.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.